This is Peabody Freak, also known as Kerry, and I'd like to welcome you back to our podcast. This is going to be the first episode where we interview some fans, and um, I'm here with my co-host, Deborah. Do you want to introduce yourself? Hi, this is Vicky Mom, also known as Deborah. Welcome, Deborah. Um, I guess we're going to do the first episode of this where we are going to interview each other um, and just kind of chat about how we got into Princess Goes or formerly Princess Goes to the Butterfly Museum and just kind of get to know each other, let other people get to know us um, and just kind of take it from there and then see who else wants to get involved. How does that sound? I, I Hopefully that will uh, be intriguing to people and it will lead them to tell us about how they got to know with the group and how they've started following and what their favorite songs are and everything. Yes, I think that's a really good place to start. Uh, so let's start with you or me or whatever. Um, let's start with you... you. Let's start with you because uh, this was this was your brainchild. So let's start with you. How did you get to know about the band in the first place? Oh, way back 84 years ago. No, that's um, <laughs> the first line of Titanic. Um, my interest in the band came about really early when they had just been invented, if that is the word. Um, I used to be a studio manager at a TV studios in England, in the north, um, in Manchester. And in 2017, Mike, Michael C. Hall, uh, the lovely lead singer of our band, um, came to my TV studios to film a show called safe which you can watch on netflix i didn't even say that right netflix um and his production was in the country for six months and they filmed with us and i was the soundstage manager and studio manager for the parts that they did at our studios and i got to know mike very briefly i watched him do all of the work i just stood by and watched while he did the hard work and um after that had finished, I had flown to New York um, to do some other stuff and ended up coming to see his play, the Tom Payne play that he did the one man show. I think, did you go right. to see that? I did see Tom Payne, yeah. Yeah, it was fantastic, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. It was. So I, I flew out to see that, among other things. And um, when the show had finished, we, we caught up uh, in the bar after after the show and we we chatted a little bit and we spoke about the band the band had just done its first gig i think i think for september i, I was there in the november and i think september the band had done its first ever gig in new york i think right they had one? done it i was not at that one i hadn't heard of the band at that point but i have heard in retrospect that they had played at berlin under avenue a in manhattan yes uh, yeah. in the East, East Village there. That's right. That's, that's that's actually the first place I did see them perform as well, but that wasn't until um, a few months later. But yeah, I'd, I'd been chatting with Mike and he we'd, we'd talked about the band and they'd just kind of come into fruition. They'd just done their first gig there. They weren't really a band as such. Well, they were and they weren't. They weren't officially something, a project. But I decided to go and see them if I could. And so I made sure that the next time I traveled out to New York 
or was it the next time? I can't even remember. I traveled out to New York and I kind of coordinated it with a gig that I knew that they had booked and come upcoming. So I went to the show and I was just blown away. Absolutely blown away. I went on my own. I didn't know anybody. And um, I passed a restaurant on the way there and recognized some faces of a few fans that I'd seen talking about them on Instagram. And I kind of leaned in the window and said, are you guys going to the Princess Goes to the Butterfly Museum show? And those people said, why, yes, we are. Um, and I ended up falling into conversation with them. And they ended up being Robin and Alison, who are two of our very good friends now. Um, yeah. And that was the first show I had ever been to. And I think it was probably the second or third show either of those had been to. Uh, we'll we'll talk to them at some point later, but that was the first time I'd ever seen them, and it was just fantastic. Uh, just not what I expected at all, um, and yeah, it was it was amazing. I I, I was just blown away, uh, and I think that was the first time I also Mike introduced me to Matt, <laughs> and I remember him taking me, dragging me across the bar to introduce me to two other women that were there as well because they were also from England. He was very excited about that, that I meet these other people that were English. <laughs> um, I can't remember who they were now. Uh, but yeah, we that was my first experience of them really, was way back when, oh God, long time ago. How about you? Tell me about your first experiences of them. So I actually never really did Facebook, never had heard of Instagram. Look at you. Um, but... <laughs> in january of 2019 there we had a huge blizzard which kind of made everybody housebound did you say lizard or blizzard it was a blizzard oh i thought you said lizard go on no. that, was, that was really exciting there's a lizard loose in, this is giant lizard. in new york <laughs> no. Um, okay. Rose up from the sea. Um, <laughs> well, that, that took a turn I didn't expect. Go on. Okay, so there's a blizzard raging. So there was a blizzard. So we were all housebound and it coincided with a, next, a Dexter marathon that mm. was on one of the channels. So having nowhere to go, I sat there and watched this Dexter marathon and then... Uh, felt like talking about the show to somebody, but I didn't have anyone to talk to. Mm. So my husband actually mentioned, he goes, you know, they have groups on Facebook for talking about this stuff. And I was like, they do? Well, this is his way of having you talk to somebody else, not him about it. Yeah, he, he didn't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I was like, oh, okay. So I went on to, I found a Dexter group and I ended up on this Dexter group falling into a conversation with this guy, David. Mm. And David mentioned that Michael was in this band. Uh, Princess goes to the Butterfly Museum. And he's like, you're in New York. You should go see it. Mm. And I said, well, when do they have shows? I never heard of it. And he said, well, you have to go on Instagram. I was like, what's that? <laughs> so, <laughs> so he had to, I was a real newbie. I didn't know any of this stuff. Mm. So he had to... Um, introduced me to Instagram and teach me how to make it work. And lo and behold, they had a show coming up in April and it coincided with a play. I was seeing an off, 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 off Broadway play just a few blocks away from where their gig was going to be. Okay. So I was like, oh, I killed two birds with one stone. And 
I went to the show that night after the play mm. and it completely blew me away. The only thing I can put it to is when I was in high school and uh, David Bowie's song uh, album of uh, Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars came out and I heard it. And as soon as I heard it, the end of the album, I had to turn it back to the beginning of the album again and listen to it again because yeah. I just, it just, was like so completely new and it just so completely captivating. Mm. And I felt the same way about this music when I heard it. Mm. Yeah. And I, yeah. I happened to notice that the people around me were filming on their cameras, some of the show. And so I said, well, if they could do it. I guess I can do it. And I did. And I was so happy I did because I had to wait another <laughs> what year and a half <laughs> before they actually ever released any music. So the only way to listen to their music at that point was to re-listen to my recordings on yes. my phone yes. or to go to a show. Yeah. Cause I remember you were the first person who ever, other than like tiny clips, like 30 second clips that I'd seen on some Instagram accounts. Um, you were the first person who I know of that ever filmed any of their songs in entirety and you posted them on the, a Facebook group. Um, yeah, it was a, a Michael Hall Facebook group. I don't know right. if it still exists or not, but um, I posted and that was the show from April, 2019. And it was at yes. Berlin under Avenue A. Yes. Uh, again, tiny little club that was literally an underground club. It's, mm. it's in a basement. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, you can probably hear all the ridiculous traffic around me right now. Sorry. <laughs> I apologize. I can hear it in my own headphones. Carry on. And that was, you know, that was it. That was the first of many shows that I went to. Uh, and that year we were very lucky. We saw that show. That show was in April. Hmm. Then uh, there was another one in June, uh, one in July one in August, one in yeah. September, and one yeah. in November. Oh, well, yeah. do you know, I completely forgot that they had gotten into a routine of doing shows every month, usually yeah. at Berlin Under A, or then they graduated to the, um, where, oh God, what's it called? You literally, you went to a show there last night. <laughs> Oh, the Mercury Lounge. Mercury Lounge, yeah, the Mercury Lounge. And then a big show at LPR. Right. Um, is it La Poussin Rouge? Or is that, is that what that stands for? I think that's I think that's the proper pronunciation. My French is atrocious, so I just call it LPR. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Uh, yeah, I remember the the show at LPR was absolutely crazy. They were supporting a band called Pink Louds. Um, I'm saying that slowly to make sure that it's clear that it's pink clouds, not pink clouds. Um, mm. And they're like a, a like another underground New York band that are really, really popular. So I remember when they went on sale, getting a warning from I'm Matt, going, I think it I was. Think from Matt um, to say, by the way, when those tickets go on sale, you want to get them very quickly because they will sell out very quick. Um, so I had a bit of a panic going, no, no, I'd have to get the tickets. Um, 
and then it was just most the most bizarre thing I've ever seen. They had the guys went on, they did their show, and they had a couple of technical issues that we will gloss over. Um, they had some sound problems. Um, but then after the show, that is the famous night where Mike just disappeared off the face of the earth and everybody was looking for him for an hour. <laughs> um, um, if you were there, if you know, you know. Um, he got glitter in his eye and ran away. <laughs> and um, everybody was looking for him for an hour. Um, I think he was having some kind of first aid eye wash situation back in his dressing room and then he went home and didn't I don't think people knew where he had gone um but yeah then we watched the rest of the show because they had come on early we were used to them being the headline uh but this night they had gone early and then we watched the rest of the show and this was the first night I ever spoke to you because yeah that was the first night we met we actually were both at the same show at um I think it was the June show was yes. a July show. Um, I'm, I can't remember which one, but it was either the June or the July show. And I do remember seeing you at, at those shows. At the, you but, we the never, but we never spoke then. No, we never spoke. We were the first people in the queue. This is back in the day when people used to be able to show up at the venue at 5 p.m. and still get front row. <laughs> Gone of those yeah. um, well, that was because also there would only be a, like 100 people there. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Um, but yeah, I remember those those first shows. And I remember that night somebody came over to me and asked me if I wanted to meet Debbie and Janet. And I didn't know who Debbie and Janet were. Um, and I said, sure, okay. And I followed that person because I knew Debbie Harry was there and she was obviously linked to Matt. And so I said, yeah, okay. And then they brought me to you and another lady called Janet who is still a fan. You still see her on some of the boards. Um, and I was very confused because I didn't know who you were, but we, we spoke briefly and we said hi um, and we chatted for a little while. And then I don't remember how we eventually ended up falling into what has become one of the most enriching friendships of my life. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know how that turned into what it what it is now, but I remember I think, that moment. I, I think, yeah, I, I know. And I'm sorry to have dis disappointed you by not being Debbie Harry. Hell no. No <laughs> disappointment from my point of view. Hell no. I was confused. That was, I didn't know who Debbie was. <laughs> um, but yeah, lo and behold, it was you. And we have since then become very, very firm friends. And I have I'm to think, I think. Yeah, I think we have to thank the pandemic for that, actually. Uh, oddly enough, yes, the pandemic was supposedly was supposed to be isolating people, and it ended mm. up bringing us very close together because uh, we ended up talking yeah. almost every day. Yes, I agree. Yeah, that really was a time that was very, very bad, but also gave some people... Um, a lot of enriching things and one of those abiding things that came out of that was definitely my friendships with um with you guys and some of that is down to matt i'm sure we'll uh, we'll discuss that with matt when um when we ever convince him to come on here yeah. <laughs> um, and how he was instrumental in that but yeah it did come out of the pandemic really um yeah what a wonderful uh thing to happen out of something so terrible but yeah, that was, I do remember that night very clearly. And the, the, the band, if Pink Clouds, Pink Louds, whatever they're called, um, please go on YouTube and have a look at them. They are very bizarre. It was one of the most real experiences <laughs> of my life and I'll never forget it. Uh, but that was also LPR was the first time they'd done um, 
bigger venue, so with a much larger crowd. And I think that might be the first time they ever met Dan, who is now there. I don't know what his job title is, but he is the road manager who travels with them when they do all of their tours now. And he um, does their sound. Yes, and he does the sound. Uh, so he was the sound manager, the sound technician at LPR on that first fateful night. Yeah, I don't um, know if he. I, I actually, I'll have to. We'll have to check on that. I wasn't sure if Dan was working there. That's when they met him, or if they met him when they did the double gig at LPR in. Oh, uh, maybe. In yeah. what was it? May of twenty twenty two. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. But yeah, Dan comes from LPR. He was a sound manager there um, and worked the sound desk for the bands that were... Uh, he might he might have done other things, but uh, unless we can convince Dan to come on and be interviewed, which I highly doubt, um, <laughs> we'll never know. Uh, yeah. But yeah, they met Dan there, so he's now a member of the uh, Princess family. Um, yeah, so that was kind of how I got into the band and how you got into the band. Um, what was your first impression? What was your first impression of meeting maybe like Matt or Peter? Because when was the first time you met Mike? Um, the first time I met Mike was after the April 2019 show. Mm -hmm. um, I'd seen him in various things, but I was never a person to go to the stage door. Yeah. So I, you know, collect autographs or anything like that so I had never you know show was mm -hmm. over it's like the guy had done his job and I would go home and figured he went home <laughs> so, but after the um that show all the guys just came out and hung out in the bar with mm -hmm. everybody and everybody was talking to him so I had a, a little conversation with him mm -hmm. and uh, and I talked to Peter a little bit and Matt, I didn't speak to that night. He uh, was very, very busy, you know, getting all his equipment. They didn't have any roadies or anything. They were their own roadies. So oh, he yes, was I remember. Busy, yeah. You know, getting everything. So I, I never actually spoke to him until probably mm. several gigs later. I, I really, you know, had a conversation with him. I, I said hello to him and actually had... Um, ended up taking a picture with him I know in June and yeah. maybe July as well mm. but I never really had an in-depth conversation with him until probably the following year in uh during yeah. the pandemic and when Matt started his Patreon and that's another whole thing <laughs> we'll <laughs> leave for another time yeah um mine was the exact opposite of yours um i had spoken to matt um at that i'd met matt actually a couple of months beforehand while i was in new york not at a princess thing he was um playing guitar i went to see lena hall do a show at the public theater um oh, yeah and he was playing guitar for her and i remember him being on stage and he had a black shirt on i don't know if we're allowed to swear in this but i'm gonna so i'll, I'll put an explicit sticker on it when we when we um upload it but um his shirt said lena fucking hall and I, so it just really stood out to me and i actually have a shirt i have one of those shirts now for myself um but he was playing the guitar that night and I've, i spoke very briefly to him afterwards you know just kind of a hello that was a fantastic show blah 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 and then we went our separate ways never to remember each other again until the 
first princess show that I'd been to and Mike introduced me to him after the show and we chatted for a while and he was the one that ran me around to these other English people that he was excited for me to, to know <laughs> or, or discover if everybody in England knows each other. Um, but I never spoke to Peter until a couple of shows later and I had bumped into the guys before their show at LPR actually and we were in a pizza shop across the road from the venue and Matt was busy stuffing his face with pizza so didn't say hello or anything there was food involved and Mike introduced me to Peter and that was the first experience I had of him and he's just isn't Peter just a ray of sunshine oh he is his enthusiasm is like contagious i love peter <laughs> any any mention of or any just look at a picture of peter and it instantly makes me smile um, oh absolutely it's just, just joy on a stick um, and when, yeah when peter smiles everybody smiles yes, just, <laughs> yes. um yeah i love him and um i think i think i don't know what my first impression of matt was I think some people find him a little bit intimidating because he's always very straight faced, but, or, you know, but I don't know what I even mean by that, but he's very, he sometimes comes across as very cool because he's always got his sunglasses on and he's quite serious <laughs> looking, but actually when you get, when you get to know Matt a little bit, he's just the silliest. <laughs> What, what do you he, think? he really he really is a sweetheart, but yes, I was, I was totally intimidated by him because quite honestly, Matt is always the coolest person in the room. Oh, he yeah. just exudes coolness. Yes, yes. He's always got his shades on. He's always got his long hair, his ridiculously fashionable clothes. Um, yeah, he's always the coolest guy in the room. And he plays a guitar. I mean, what what more can you say about that? <laughs> yeah, and he, and he just seems completely unflappable. I mean, mm. we were at... Um, we were together at an LPR show where his uh, laptop, which helps do all their whatever fancy computer stuff there, his his uh, keyboards does, fell down and broke. Yes. In the middle of the performance. And there was, oh, well, this is what yes. we're going to do. And he, and he just gathered oh, the group together and, ba, 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 and the show went on totally unflappable yeah because that, that what had happened um because i had technical issues that night as well because i think it was the bass or something was so loud it was making the stage vibrate so hard that it knocked all of my camera equipment out so i couldn't film the show and so i ended up filming it on my phone um and then it, it also knocked his laptop out which had all of the backing stuff on it on all of the tracks so they had to go acoustic completely acoustic after that i remember that yeah that was a crazy show and they yeah. said they handled it so well yeah that mm. you know if if they themselves hadn't you know said we've got a little issue we're going to you know change up the thing nobody would have known because it was just so absolutely mm. smooth yeah Absolutely. And they performed a couple of songs, I think, that night that they hadn't done in a while, uh, which yes. was really cool uh, and refreshing. Um, yeah, God, I forgot all about that. That was one of the May 22 shows. Yes. I think it was the, was it the second one. It was the yeah. second show. The yeah, second I remember show the, in May. 
the first show we were stood right in front of the base bins and it was kind of vibrating <laughs> through my entire body and I thought my bones were going to shake out of my body and skin. <laughs> right. So we stood on the other side of the stage for the second yes. night because, yeah, the first night, <laughs> the entire time I felt my ribs vibrating. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic show, though. But, yeah, that's that's how we got into Princess and the, um, how we are still here today. I mean, obviously those shows have evolved now and, and they can't, they can't operate in the same way that they did at those very, very early shows. But the pandemic has had to obviously mean that they scale back the amount of time that they spend after the shows for their own health and safety. Um, right. Certainly and when now, they're on tour, yeah. Right, when they're doing tour, of course, obviously, uh, you know, Mike's mm. got to save his, save his voice. So yes. no, you know, unnecessary talking because he's singing mm -hmm. night after night full out. Yeah. And but, you know, back then they were one offs, you know, so they would do a show and then they wouldn't do another show for a month or two. So, yeah, yeah, yeah they would get plenty of rest in between. Uh, but now they do the short bursts of tours, but they're still I mean, those tours are still right up to this point. They've been like two weeks stints here, two weeks stints there. And that's exhausting. It really, really is. And uh, I say that from experience. I've been on most of those tours um, and traveled alongside them. And it is um, exhausting to say the least, uh, but I think I think they've got some more coming up soon in even smaller short bursts uh, in December and January. I don't know when this particular episode is going to air, so maybe they might have happened um, already. Right, right. They, in December they have three shows, and then they have. Mm -hmm. uh, a two bursts of three shows, I think, in January, three in the beginning of the month and yeah. out in uh, California, I think, and then yeah. three uh, in southern uh, states. So it's in North Carolina, South Carolina, something like that in yeah. um, North Carolina, in Kentucky, the end and of January, Tennessee, I think. Right. So, yeah, so they've got, I think they've got at this point, now this is early November, they've got nine shows upcoming. Mm, very exciting. Yes. But yeah, I think we've successfully recorded our first episode and people now know how we both got into it. And so what we want to do moving forward, I think, is find out how you got into them. When was your first experience? How did that happen? Um, so we're going to start interviewing people, I think, uh, soon. We've already got a list of people to interview, but we'll, I think what we can do is start posting out some um, prompts of some of the topics that we might want to talk about, and we can get you guys to send in like your like voice memos to us or your opinions so that we can share your experiences as well of certain songs when we do deep dives of them how does that sound i think that would be great yeah if we can get some voice memos from uh people and find out how they got to know about the group and mm -hmm. when they first started uh following them and uh i think that would be interesting because like i said my first time was of seeing them was in april of 2019 and i think mm -hmm. your first time was within a month or so of that one yeah. way or the other yeah we have to see if we can find anybody who was actually at that first September show in September 2018. I've yet to meet anybody who's been to that one. I think Matt was at that one. <laughs> <laughs> I suspect you are correct. I think he was, yes. Um, no, I don't know anyone who's at that one either, but I'm sure there's somebody out there 
who's still around that was at that. Um, yeah, that would be interesting to speak to them because I know that there are songs that they performed at that first show that we've never heard since. Well, and, um, one of which that just showed up on uh, this last album, actually, yes. Whatever Whispers, was yes. only ever played then and then released on this album. So yeah. it's been hiding for, you know, mm. four years. And apparently it's, it's grown a lot since then. So I would love to know what that first version of that sounded like. Mm. So that may be our mission to track down who, uh, somebody who's been at the September 2018 show at Berlin under Avenue A. Yes. Good idea. Yes. Right. I think that's our, our mission. But um, we'll come up with another episode soon. Uh, we'll be interviewing um, one of the most well-known fans in the fandom i won't say which one but it will be um, oh i think i know who you mean Mm, they're very famous (laughs) (laughs) um okay well thank you for chatting with me um it has been tremendous fun as i expected it would be um how about you yeah i'm having a good time Mm, good so will you come back again to do the next interview with me absolutely try and stop me Thank you. Okay. (laughs) Thank you, everybody, for listening. If you have actually listened all the way to here. Um, Thank you. And we'll see you next time. See you later. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to Come and Talk to Me, a podcast written and produced by myself, Peabody Freak, and Vicky Mom. We'd like to thank PG Bricks for the use of her wonderful image on the front cover of our podcast and Acast for hosting us on their platform. 